excuse me, your faith. Do you see that? They say it's rude to point, right? Your faith. What about your faith? What is faith? Hebrews 11, the New Testament says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen, or the confidence of things unseen. What is faith? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the confidence of things unseen. And so, how is your faith? Let me just explain something, because that's an interesting question. How is my faith? Um, If you know how to fear, then you know how to have faith. Let me, let me just kind of twist the scriptures backwards, okay? Fear is the assurance of things that you dread. The confidence in things unseen. Do you see? So faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Fear is the assurance of things dreaded. Very interesting little thing. And um, I've, been, I've been thinking about this series about faith, and I've been feeling like the Lord wanting me to talk about this even before the coronavirus. Isn't that interesting? An interesting season to start examining what our faith is like. Is it increasing, decreasing, non-existent? Where is my faith at? And um, let me just encourage you, I know Gregory's already mentioned it, but it's okay to get your hopes up. Some of us feel guilty if we get our hopes up, don't we? I better not do that. What if I'm disappointed? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Fear is the assurance of things dreaded. So there's kind of two options. And so choose the better one. Hope. Don't dread. And um, it's also okay. Let me just get practical. My, mom's, my mom mentioned this. We pray upstairs, and she, she mentioned, um, let's not get um, too, too crazy, or I, I don't know what. You just said get practical. It's okay to wash your hands. You can use a little um, hand sanitizer. You can do elbow bumps, all right, Christians? Don't go crazy on me now. If, you know, uh, we can be practical, We can live in this world, right? Okay? Yes, you can. You can wash your hands. Washing your hands is not an act of fear, unless it's an act of fear. (laughs) I'm going to stand on this, what I'm telling you right now. So the question is not about being practical. The question is, am I fearful? Is that thing bigger than God? 
That's the question. That's the real question. It's okay to wash your hands. It's okay to use hand sanitizer. It's okay to do elbow bumps. Okay? <laughs> I'm looking at some of your faces. God is good. Don't be afraid. Get your hopes up. Okay. Now, now we are going to get into faith, though, because this is an area I want to grow in. Who would like to grow in faith? Okay, good. Um, I think as a Christian, it's something that we should grow in. And um, first of all, I think it's interesting that we measure almost everything, you know? We measure, like I've been just thinking about this the last couple of days, but we measure how much fish food to put in the tank. My kids, we got a couple fish, and don't put so much food in there, you're going to kill the fish. Um, We measure how long we cook something, because we don't want it to burn. Uh, What else? We measure our weight with the scale. We measure our, you know, how many steps we take now with the little watch, the Fitbit. I'm going for 10,000 steps this week. Um, You guys know how much that is. That's not very much. Uh, Employees, right? Okay, have you ever gone into the toilets at the petrol stations? It's, it's not the best experience usually, but sometimes it is. And you, you go and you're coming out the door and you see that there's a paper on there with little signatures because they're measuring how often the staff are cleaning the toilets. We measure everything. Isn't that amazing? But what about your faith? Have you measured your faith? And there was a, there's a management... Um, thinker or a management teacher named Peter Drucker. He was a famous guy. I studied management. That's why I use these crazy quotes sometimes. But he says, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So that's why they do those signatures in bathrooms, because they want clean bathrooms. And so they measure, are our staff going in there every day Writing their signature, because probably if they write their signature, probably they've cleaned at least a little bit. You know, and best way that you can. So you measure in order to improve. This is why they have the junior cert. You take this test so that, you know, the test doesn't matter. Who cares about the test? It's not going to get you into university. What does, why do you take it? You take it so that you can measure where you're at in those subjects so that you, this next year that you have, you can focus your energy on those areas that are weak so that you can improve. And uh, so the goal of a test is that you can quantify progress and adjust your process to produce the desired outcome. Do you like that? The goal of a test is so you can quantify progress. How, how well am I doing? And adjust your process to produce the desired outcome. Okay? And so probably like 95% of us raised our hands that we would like to increase our faith. But have you measured your faith? Let me just share a few things about faith. I, I, had, I had, to be honest, I had like 40, 30 or 40 of these written down, but I reduced it down for your sake. And I'm only going to give you 10, okay? The extraordinary importance of faith. 
Okay, listen to this. This is from the Word of God. Hebrews 11 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Number two, the righteous live by faith. Number three, Paul says to the Corinthians, excel in faith. Number four, you are children of God through faith enables us to receive from God. God's work is by amazing. Pursue faith. Second Peter says faith is precious. Uh, number nine, faith overcomes the world. This is sounding good already. And number 10, Jude 1.20 says, build yourself up in faith. So can, we, can you show me who would like faith? One more time, raise your hand if you'd like to increase in your faith. Okay, so then let's look at your faith. Not my faith, not the YouTube preacher's faith, not the, um, I don't know, the hero of the faith that you read their biography. Let's look at your faith. Okay, it's funny, I think it's funny how, like I think probably now more than ever, we live vicariously through others. And that's why I'm emphasizing this, your faith. Um, anybody like me love cooking shows? Somebody? Yes. God bless you. Cooking shows. I, I, the other day I was watching a cooking show. She's like, I can't believe you watch these shows, Noel. You never cook. <laughs> I can't believe she said that. That's, I said, but I'm good, Heather. I'm really good at cooking. No, but when I'm watching these shows, I'm, I'm living it. It's almost like I'm doing it. I'm watching that food, and I can smell that. Oh, I can. Can you taste it? You're watching it, and you can taste it. I'm serious. Isn't it amazing how you can live vicariously through these shows and stuff? And I think that... <clears throat> I think that um, sometimes we do this with our faith as well. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's a good point, Noel. So my challenge is, is for you to consider and measure and examine your faith. Not your church's faith or your pastor's faith or that TV preacher's faith or that hero of the faith, but your faith. And how's it going? How's that going for you okay because because i'm doing this myself you know i'm just i just believe that we're on this journey together and the lord is just emphasizing this for each one of us but also us as life church let's look at our faith because i believe that god wants us to grow in our faith and have an increasing faith Hallelujah. Examine your faith. An examination. So I, was thinking, I wrote down this word, examination, is when you look at something. So I want you to look at your faith. But isn't it interesting that they get the word um, exam from examination? Exam, examination. 
I'm going to show you this link here as we go through what I'm talking about today, okay? And um, I definitely did not want to go down this road of what I'm going to share with you today, um, but I, uh, how do I explain this? I wanted to talk about uh, easy faith, but actually, like, I felt like the Lord just, like, tricked me and brought me to something a little bit different, a little bit deeper. So you ready to go deep? Because if you want to grow in your faith, you're going to have to go deep, right? I don't know if you're ready, (laughs) but please, God, we're ready. Please, God, teach us. Help us to mature and grow in faith. Okay, so I said we're in Mark 4, and um, (coughs) I'm going to start in verse 1. I think we have it on the slides, if you can put it up on the screen Mark 4, verse 1. Again, this is Jesus. He began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables. Who wouldn't like to be on the beach listening to Jesus teach right now. I know you have to listen to me in a room in cold February, March, April, whatever month it is, in cold Ireland at the moment. But I'd like to be on the beach listening to Jesus, my feet up, drinking a nice cold something, pineapple juice. Show, show, show them that next picture. This is my picture of this moment of Jesus teaching Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Just sand between my toes. (laughs) Listening. Look at this picture. There's crowds everywhere. They come to listen to Jesus. And it gets so crowded that Jesus says, you know, put me in the boat and put me out a little bit off the shore and I'm going to just teach everybody and they're going to get tanned and vitamin D. And, you know, probably they're sharing bread and fish and you know, just having a wonderful time together. Isn't that wonderful? I love it. Birds are singing. Amazing teacher. Miracles are happening. Just going from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Singing songs. Isn't that the kind of experience you want? Yes, that's... Okay. (laughs) Let's go now, verse uh, 35 to 41. Skip down. So... This is in Mark. Okay, we'll we'll read together. Verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear. And said to one another, Who is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. 
on that day when evening had come, he said, let's go across to the other side. And uh, this was not their idea. This was Jesus' idea. He said, lads, it's time to go. Let us cross. And um, if Jesus said it, they were going to do it. So, it comes time for a voyage. It comes time for a journey for them to begin. And there are some things that Jesus will teach to the crowds on the beach. And there are some things that Jesus will teach disciples in the boat. I like the beach. Who likes the beach? There's only so much you can learn on the beach. You eventually will be invited to come on the boat with Jesus to go to the other side. I... um, my, my kids went to a birthday party yesterday. They had a wonderful time. And uh, they told me that they got lots of sweeties and cake. And I said, where's daddy's cake? <laughs> and my three-year-old said, daddy, if you don't go to the birthday party, you don't get any cake. There are some things you will only get if you go to the party. So if you want to grow, you got to go. I'm just I'm just rapping, I'm rhyming now. Guys. Man. And um Okay, so, so Jesus is there. Just a couple things that are interesting. You know, he was, they said they took him as he was. So, you know, he, was, he must have been on his cushion teaching. They took him as he was. I, I thought it was interesting. It says that they, um, they took Jesus with them. Because, but really, you know, Jesus was taking them with him. But it, it also says, and there were other boats with him going across the water. And I just want to clarify something that I think is um, really important. Uh, some, <clears throat> some might say, hey, I'm in Jesus' boat. It's going to be smooth sailing from here. You know, it was great with him at the beach. It's going to be wonderful on the boat. There were some laughs because some people have got on the boat or been on that boat before. So you may think that it will be smooth sailing because Jesus is in the boat. But to be clear, every boat will go through storms. That's just important. Yeah, just a reminder. If you're in a storm, hey, 
you may be with Jesus. Okay, verse 37 says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. And it's in the storm, it's in the storm that we, uh, we go to school. <coughs> yes. So you see what I mean? Um, I wanted to talk about happy faith, but it's actually in the storm that uh, faith has its opportunity. Yeah. Good, Noel. Good word. Mm. <laughs> it's super helpful, actually. It's amazing. If you want to increase your faith, you've got to know that it's going to be in the storm where it can grow. Uh, it gives it the opportunity. Without any storm or test or trial, it's, it's, it's hard to know if it's even there. Yeah. Okay, and, and it says that um, Jesus, he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. I think about our seven-seater van, and um, so usually we have one of our kids in the very back. Often it's the middle child. And, but I just see him back there passed out asleep and chaos and all kinds of stuff is happening in the front seat brother and sister fighting parents talking with each other and in the back and so Jesus is in the back he's in the stern on a cushion sleeping and all hell is breaking loose you ever been there before Jesus I thought you were in my boat why is this happening I want my faith to grow. Okay? And so, so they woke him. Sorry, I think I'm, I'm going ahead. Can we, let's do some of my slides. Let's just pause here. Can you do that next slide for me? The frightening storms of faith. Okay? And then I think one more. The storm of faith became the school of faith. Okay. All right. Now let's do the next one. Okay, the revealing questions of faith. Revealing questions of faith. So they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? But I I think it was more like, Hey, Jesus! Don't you care? We're dying here. We're going to die. I mean, these were fishermen. They knew they knew what was going on. And, uh, okay, so like a, a sleeping Christ is like a contradiction, right? You know, Jesus, Savior. Why is the Savior sleeping? You may be in school. If you ask that question, why is the Savior sleeping? Because Jesus wants you to develop and increase in faith. And sometimes that takes some time where you think, why? What's going on? This is horrible. And then it says, he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And I want to read you this really quick story about an old lion that I I like 
Gregory did a lion last week, so I'm going to do a lion this week. There was an old lion who goes into his cavern to take a sleep, and he lies down until his shaggy mane covers his paws. Meanwhile, the spiders outside begin to spin webs over the mouth of the cavern and say, that lion cannot break out through this web. And they keep on spinning their threads until they get the mouth of the cavern completely covered over. Now they say, the lion's done. The lion's done. (laughs) After a while, the lion awakes and shakes himself and he walks out from the cavern, never knowing there were any spider's webs. And with his voice, he shakes the mountains. I love it. The Bible says, the Bible says, God works all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if things are bad, it's not the end of your story yet. God's word says, endure. You know, maybe you need to write it on the mirror of your bathroom. Endure. Persevere. Keep going. Don't give up. And, um, yeah, there's this, this time when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. Remember, and he talks about this wicked judge, but then the woman keeps going to the judge over and over and over and over and over and over saying, you know, give me justice, 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 give me justice. And then finally the judge, he didn't care about God, he didn't care about people, but he was sick of hearing this lady keep coming to him over and over again that finally he gave her justice and it was fixed, the problem was solved. And Jesus says, in the same way or more so is God, that if you keep coming with this thing, He will act quickly. And I think it's hilarious because he says, keep going and going and going and going. He says, says, he's going to act quickly. But he says, keep going and going and going and going because he's going to act quickly. But you're supposed to keep going and going and going and going. And when you think you've gone forever, you keep going and going because God's going to act quickly. Do you, do you see what I'm, So my point is, let's see if I can clarify this, is that God can do in a moment what you couldn't do in a lifetime. And so you, you may, it may take a long time, but God will act quickly. Do you see what I'm saying? We just want quickly, quickly. But he says maybe a long time, Quickly. Do you see? Look at me. Go like this if you don't get it. <laughs> Maybe you're just, you're just thinking deeply. Okay. So he says, persevere, keep going and 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 going. And God will act quickly. 
And I love that. Like Jesus is sleeping. Why have you been sleeping the whole time? This boat is filling up. The waves, we're going to die. Why are you sleeping, Jesus? And then he finally wakes up. Oh, stop it. See, stop it, wind. I love that. And so, Lord, help us to increase in faith. Everything is possible for you, Lord. We want to grow. We want to grow. He stands and he restrains their worst nightmare. And then then Jesus asks two questions, really good questions. Why are you so afraid? Don't you have any faith at all? Have you still no faith? You see the examination taking place? What amazing questions from Jesus. I think that is so, I mean, come on. Put those questions up there for me on the slide. Next, one more slide. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? What kind of questions is that, Jesus? (laughs) These guys were fishermen. And they were about to die. What are you afraid of? Right? (laughs) I think this is pretty funny. Why were you afraid? Well, the Sea of Galilee is 120 feet deep. Uh, It's the middle of the night. We can't see anything. It's four miles to the nearest shore. The waves are crazy. If we try to swim and we're underwater... We're probably going to be going in circles. Like, we're going to die. That's why we were afraid. Did you, like, and I think, I think it's interesting. Does Jesus just, is he like not able to comprehend those kind of fears? Does he just fully trust his heavenly father? Even in the face of death? What kind of question is that? Why are you so afraid? I think that's a very interesting question. It, but it seemed like it was a mystery to Jesus. How could you not trust our Father? He's been there. Okay. And they were filled, it says, with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this Jesus? The thing that made for our worst nightmare, obeys his rebuke. All right. So, so my, my point for us now in these months and in these days is that uh, we would like to grow in faith, wouldn't we? I think you still would. I don't know if it means going through a storm, but so... Okay, um, who would like to get on the boat? Maybe you don't like, but you'd like to like to get on the boat to increase your faith. Is that okay? You'd like to like. Okay. So about five of us. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm going to believe that the Lord is going to put a desire in the rest of you to grow in faith. Um, I, I, I would like to grow in my faith, Lord and to see you as greater and be magnified. And I believe that there are good things on the other side. That's why, that's why we're going. This, okay, so this is, I want to read two scriptures to close. Um, 
from disciples who've been there, who've been on the journey before. This is what James says in the first chapter of the New Testament um, letter of James. He says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Amazing. Verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Do you like it? Come on. This is so good, guys, girls, ladies, women, men. We're going to keep going. We're going to trust God. We're not going to be fearful. We're going to be hopeful. When that dread comes upon you, just get it out of there. You've got one choice or another, fear or faith. Choose the better one and keep going because every boat goes through storms. It doesn't mean Jesus is not in the boat with you. And when he speaks, peace will come. This is what Peter says. He says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I love it. Faith is a treasure. It is a wonderful treasure. And God wants us to be mature and complete. And so he wants us to grow in faith. But usually or, and often, the only way to grow is to go to the school of the storms. I'm sorry, but that's okay. You're going to be grand. It'll be grand. Because <laughs> Jesus is with you. And you're going to have a testimony. Stand up. The storms are producing the outcome that you desire of an increasing faith. A genuine, precious, complete, mature, God-glorifying faith. All right, we just put a hand on, a heart, on your heart if you want. Let's just pray. You know, maybe just in this moment, um, you know, I talked about living vicariously, but what, what I really want you to do is look at your own faith in this, you know, we just got this pause moment and just um, say to the Lord, Lord, I want more faith. I think I need more faith. And I, I pray that you will teach me and take me to where you want me to be, Lord. 
I will go with you. I will respond to you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for Life Church, Lord, that you will make us into a body of believers with ever increasing faith. Lord, where it's very easy to live like the world around us, Lord, that by your grace we would be different. We would not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And Lord, that our hearts, minds, eyes would be fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. Because it's you. It's all about you, Lord. It's not our faith. It's who our faith is in. And so we look to you and we thank you for every grace and, 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 and every person right here, Lord, that is going through a difficult season. I pray that this word would plant in their hearts, Lord, even be an encouragement as they go through this coming week, Lord God, that they would be, find new strength and um, that they would be encouraged, that their courage would be lifted, Lord. I pray for each person here in that place, Lord. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you. Thank you, everybody.